Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Bob Siegel. Mark Walters is no stranger to our program. An educator, amongst other things, I've brought him on in the past to talk about very serious things. But Mark's a good friend, and when we're shooting the breeze, we have lighter discussion. Since we wanted today to be a lighter show, I thought I'd bring Mark back on. Mark, it's good to have you. So now you heard me talk a little bit about some of my favorite television shows growing up. I wanted to ask about yours, and we're going to let our producer, Brendan Thomas, jump in as he often does when we discuss films or music or things like that too so we'll start with you mark what were some of your favorite tv shows growing up well I, well i had, had quite a, a couple when i was young i mean in the 70s uh, a lot of your sitcom probably would have been shows like uh, uh sanford and son uh you had uh the jefferson we had um uh, now those I, were both Norman Lear, Norm, weren't they? Yeah, All yeah. in the Family was the big breakout. And then I believe the Jeffersons and Sanford and Son were almost just as popular. as uh, Back then, Norman Lear was the king of sitcoms, or he became that pretty quickly. Sure, yes. And then there was other ones, I think, on ABCs. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you follow those. Like, What's Happening? That's My Mama, you know? The, I mean, as, as a... You know, a, a kid in the 70s, those was just some of the shows that we really were into. Uh, of course, I, you know, I'm familiar with, you know, all kinds of shows, you know, some of the old, you know, just old Westerns that my granddaddy. Yeah, no, what, what were some of your favorite Westerns? Well, I, I used to watch them with sometimes my, my granddaddy, since he probably would have control of the television. Most time <laughs> that would be right. uh, Roy, Roy Rogers uh, uh, and Dell Evans. Oh, boy, uh, that goes way back there. Uh, like, you, you had, yeah. like I said before, I, I remember one of the old movies of Clint Eastwood, Hang Em High. You know, yes, with a wonderful theme song. In fact, the theme song to Hang Him High is one of our many pieces of regular bumper music. That's how much I love the music from that movie. Yes, yes. And, of course, nobody would forget people like John Wayne and True True Grit and other shows that are like that. So... uh, now, did you like the remake of True Grit? The Freak, I I enjoyed it. I saw it with my wife and... uh, I probably didn't see all the details that you were looking in, and I, I, like I said, I, I personally enjoy westerns and looking at them at times. So you like to just enjoy them. I like yes. to rip them to shreds if <laughs> yeah. I find even the slightest thing wrong with them. Yeah. So well, I, I wasn't watching it with that kind of. Eye. Most time when I grab a show, I sit down and watch. If it, if it grabs my attention and my interest, I sit down and watch it all the way. That's the way my wife and I. We sit down and I'll start predicting the ending, or I'll start. And she's like, "Can't you just?" In- Enjoy it. Yeah. And I go, you don't understand, honey. Ripping it apart is something I do enjoy. To me, it's part of the fun. But uh, who was the actor who played John Wayne's role in the remake of True Grit? I'm trying to remember. That's uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, that's right. And he was excellent. Yes. Excellent. Of course, the notoriety of the first version, that was the first and only Academy Award that John Wayne ever won. And he had a tear when he accepted it. John Wayne, the man's man. Shed a tear, which I think is fine. He's in good company. Jesus shed a tear, too. Shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. So I'm not knocking him, but yeah, I, I loved John Wayne. I loved John Wayne. Other favorite Westerns that you had? Well, like I said, most time I, I loved Bonanza growing up on the uh, 
Cartwrights, you know, and yeah, and little who, Joe. who was your favorite of the Cartwright? Well, brothers. I think little Joe seemed like he stood out. He was that and House, I I really enjoyed really. Quite Remember a that bit. laugh he had when they would have they did very serious episodes, but when they would do a more comedic one, and little Joe was always playing practical jokes on Haas. He'd have that little laugh that <laughs> it was. I just busted up, and he he would always get Haas to sucker for one of his deals. Yes. Well, the Big Valley and, and those two really, you know, right up, you know, doing school, you know, sometimes it, it came on and, you know, oftentimes you find yourself, that was on television, you watched it, you know. Yeah, the Big Valley seemed modeled after Bonanza. It came on afterwards, yeah. and except it was a, a matriarch rather than a sure. patriarch and sons and a daughter. I used to think this, I, somebody's probably done this on the internet, but if we wanted to have fun with statistics, you look at Bonanza. Now, Bonanza was on 14 years. How many times were the Cartwright brothers engaged and the woman they were engaged to got killed in the episode? Because none of them ever married in the series. Well, Adam left the series and we're told he got married. But they used to joke, engagement to a Cartwright brother means certain death. How many times were they accused of murder and they got off because they didn't really do it? How many times were they knocked on the head unconscious? How many times were they kidnapped? How many times were they shot but only wounded? You take those 14 years and try to imagine that any one person ever lived all those things out in real time. But we really suspend a lot for imagination when we watch those old episodic TV shows, didn't we? Sure. I will say, uh, I watched the I watched one of those Western shows for a college class, and it took me up until college to learn about black hats versus white hats about the villains of the show would always wear a black hat and then the good guys would always wear a white hat. And I had no idea. And then watching the show, sure enough, every henchman's wearing the black hat and everything like it's that. Some. Now in Bonanza, Adam was always dressed in black. He had <laughs> black hat and a black shirt. But so it's definitely not Bonanza then. I, well, I, it was a different show. I, and then. probably the farther back you go, the more that would be true. One thing, I, I found this out about Bonanza because I used, I used to watch them. I go, Little Joe, Haas. They all wear the same outfit every time. And I found out the reason for that was budget. If they ever wanted to use stock footage and put some chase scene or something into an episode from an episode they'd already done, they wanted to make sure they were still dressed the same. So I I guess there was a method to the madness. What were some of your favorite shows growing up, Brendan? Oh, man. So I'm going to go back into the 90s, I guess, because that's when See I See how old born. we're getting, Mark? Brendan, <laughs> this is why we wanted Brendan, because we're, we're a couple of baby boomers here, and we want to give the other generation a chance. Brendan's See? going back through time to the 90s. When we were in the 60s and imagined the 90s, we were imagining something sure. from an apocalyptic future. I knew and this was Brendan's happening. Past. <laughs> I knew okay. this was happening. Go uh, ahead. So, like, most of my favorite shows were mostly animated shows because as a kid, I loved cartoons. So, of course, Looney Tunes was always on. And oh, I, I, st- I still love Looney Tunes. They're yeah. the funniest things ever out there. Exactly. They still hold up to this day. Oh, I, I think they're funnier as an adult than I did as a kid. As a kid, I would follow the story. Oh. As an adult, I just laughed my head off when I'm watching <laughs> That's true. Them. So, uh, I, I Looney Tunes were always a favorite. Growing up, there was a show on Nickelodeon called Invader Zim. I really enjoyed. I I never even heard of that. Yeah, that's What's a, that called? Invader Zim. It's about an alien who's trying to uh, take over the world okay. of Earth. But My children he's grew doing up terrible. watching Nickelodeon, but yes, I, I exactly. never saw too yeah. much of it. There was another show called Ed and Eddie that was on Cartoon Network that I loved a lot. Uh, of course, SpongeBob. I always love SpongeBob, even to this day. I kind of still love him. I know <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> The, the particular charm of SpongeBob seems yeah. to elude me, but you're you're in good company, Brendan, because you're right. People just absolutely. I mean, love look that at the guy. merchandise sales for that thing. I oh mean, no, it's kidding! And it's just a sponge. It's like the guy that invented the happy button and the pet rock. The, 
the things that people come up with where they make millions of dollars. I'm telling you. Um, some other favorite shows uh, in terms of sitcoms. Always, always loved Seinfeld. I oh, mean, that was one of my favorites. Exactly. I, I love the social Seinfeld. commentary. I told you about the episode of uh, uh, when he goes out with uh, a uh, woman from another race, a Native American woman. And so he's becoming way too PC about things. And she's not even realizing, like, what are you talking yeah, about? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he tries so hard to not be PC that he ends up insulting her. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he's like, uh, but she's like. No, I'm not getting that at all. In, in <laughs> fact, I think you're just being kind of weird now at this point. So, yeah. Uh, so a lot of good social commentary on that one. Uh, of course, we talked about this on a separate podcast, but Twilight Zone is uh, obviously still. Holds I up to would this agree. Day. Were you a Were you a Twilight Zone fan? Oh, Mark? I love yeah. the Twilight. Did you have a favorite episode? We did a whole show on Twilight Zone. Did you have any favorite episodes that jumped to your mind? Not that come to my mind right now. I just simply really enjoyed the show show it simply would just keep you really on the edge you know? yeah and uh, somehow it had a sense of uh there was some uh, you, know, you know growing up it had some certain types of frightening moment as suspense and all that i think like i said again i really was just intrigued by just shows coming out i think one of my show that really take me back was when i think uh humans on earth discovered they were being eaten by some type of oh alien. with the cookbook yes with thing. the cookbook yeah, yeah that was yeah. one of Bob Siegel's oh this was the too. one where yeah. they said we we came to serve man yes yeah. <laughs> and they mean we yeah. came to serve man to it's our a cookbook <laughs> it's so funny yeah yeah it oh. still holds up though because it's a twist that you don't see coming they, if they were watch. brilliant it was an anthology show so you and honestly this thing was only a half hour on TV well they had a couple of seasons that went to the an last hour. two which everyone mm-hmm. says everyone says an artist but the ones that were a half hour that's a half hour with so they were really closer to 25 minutes. And yet, honestly, guys, I felt like I watched an entire movie. Yeah. That's how tightly written they were, how brilliant they were. And it, the acting, the dialogue, the script. See, for a person critical like me, I've got nothing critical to say about Twilight Zone. That show was just absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Others, Brendan? Yeah. yeah, some other ones. Let's see. Uh, for a more modern take. Uh, these shows are not very appropriate for kids to watch at all, uh, but it's always sunny. I've always enjoyed. Uh, that's all. Oh, is that the one with uh, Danny DeVito? Yeah, uh-huh. I've only seen it once or twice. I think it's yeah. very funny. I, it's very raunchy. So well, yeah, if it's got DeVito in it. <laughs> well, he's no, a funny guy. Not. He was I in like, Matilda, like and he wasn't too bad at raunchy in that one. <laughs> I know it's a kids' movie still, but still, you know, I, he has his way to control his kind of humor very well. I think, and in general, he's also a very funny guy. Did and you like him in Taxi? Did you I like did. Taxi? I yes. thought Taxi was an absolutely brilliant. It was a great show back in the day. It's still, and uh, now that you mentioned that, some other sitcoms I did watch growing up, George Lopez show was really, really well done. Uh, what are some other ones on the top of my head? Uh, Home Improvement is a classic. Oh, that's well, what gave Tim Allen his, his claim to fame. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's a funny guy. He's a really funny and guy. And he's, he's not PC, and he's willing to speak his mind, and now I he's mean, starting uh, to get blacklisted in Hollywood. He was in that movie, um, oh, with uh, Hugh Hewitt. I think he made it with... Uh, oh, the one the, that... I think you mean with Dennis Prager. Oh, Dennis no, Prager, sorry. No, uh, what was it? No Safe Spaces? Yeah, No Safe Spaces, yeah. Or something like that. And he like was talking that. about how... The his college sh- campus. And, yeah, yeah. He, well, that was uh, a, a different person, but him specifically, he was talking about his... ABC show or no it was a Fox it was an ABC show then it moved to Fox 
And uh, it was Last Man right, Standing. Right, Last Man Standing. Because yeah. he would say things like, I like Trump. But yes. then he would also have his daughters hating Trump and they'd argue. And they really ribbed both sides. Exactly. But our, 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 our media culture, culture can't handle, <laughs> even on a sitcom where both sides, they can't handle both sides in any form, even mm-hmm. on a comedy. That's so, okay. And then, yeah, and like you said, stand-up comedians have a tough time getting on college campuses, too. Cause, They've been the last bastion of free speech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, let's see. You know what I sh- what show I've been going back to actually is a late night show. Uh, back in the day with uh oh man, he, Elvis uh pr- uh performed on there too. Can I remember his name now? You're Ed Sullivan. About Ed the, Sullivan. Oh, the Ed Sullivan. Yeah, that. Yes. Before before to... the talk shows became as big as they did. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Carson was on around that time, but the big thing in those days were variety shows, and Ed Sullivan's was the big daddy variety show of them all. Right. Yeah. And I've been going back and watching a few highlights, and I can see all the inspirations to today's shows of uh, that nature, whether it be the flow of the show or how Ed Sullivan would be able to gather all these famous celebrities and get some really interesting things out of them too or so. those who premiered the beatles made their first american appearance on the ed sullivan that's show. true that's considered yeah. there was one episode where jack benny appeared on the ed sullivan show and of course ed sullivan never did anything so jack benny says this ed we've been friends a long time i have a simple question what exactly do you do on your show and <laughs> Sullivan goes i announced the act it was it was hilarious Oh my goodness! Um, I I also remember watching dinosaurs back in the '90s as well. Uh, that one was like a Jim Henson puppet one. Oh, where it was a sitcom I'm as only well. vaguely remembering that. Yeah, it still it still holds up a little bit. The only annoying part is the baby in the show, and uh, he goes, "I'm the baby, gotta love me." And yeah, I'm like, something Stop. about cute dinosaurs. Uh, I remember Dino from the Flintstones. But if boy, if any of us saw a real dinosaur in person, I don't think we'd be going, "Oh, <laughs> look at the baby dinosaur! Isn't he cute?" I was annoyed by Bam Bam uh, when when oh uh, on the Flintstones. Well, yeah. it was a real novel that Pebbles was born and she was cute but then they brought on Bam Bam and then there was this Martian that visited them every other episode that the show kind of lost its way absolutely I, he wasn't necessary to the whole show the whole point of the show was an animated sitcom basically so adding all these extra characters just made the whole show uh, not really necessary and same thing with the Simpsons they, it, it's going on how many way years, too how many years has the Simpsons been on oh there? my goodness well, well 1986 I believe I they, the for, first... for many years Gunsmoke 20 years was the longest longest running show i believe the simpsons passed them up a few years ago Uh and and for it to be animated you i remember the days where they'd make 10 animated shows uh they'd show it on saturday morning and they'd rerun the same 10 for the next five years the simpsons had a full season for well over 20 years i believe so it depends i'm looking this up right now it depends on what shows you're talking about if you're talking about game shows, uh, The Price is Right has been on for 65 years. Oh, I have no idea. That's very interesting. That's so a that, very long and time. And some of those soap operas and game shows even go back to the days of radio. Yeah. That's how long they've the, been on. They say the longest animated series of all time is actually a German cartoon. I'm, uh, don't try to make me <laughs> pronounce that. But that's What uh, is it? Adventures of Zafir when he was a boy? <laughs> <laughs> it says Unser Sadmanchen. Oh, Mama, God. when I grow up, I'm going to conquer Poland and I'm going to conquer Flats. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, Mark, we're doing too much of the talking. More of your favorite TV shows. You were talking about Western sitcoms. Were there other kinds of genre you liked on TV? Well, one uh, one of the shows that I, I, I liked, uh, uh, for sure, I liked uh, some of the uh, uh, 
the, the biblical shows that came out, I, I recall when I was little watching them with my mom, The Robe, I'm not sure. The Robe was a theatrical, but yeah. they used to play it on ABC every year. Yeah, they That's it. when I first saw it, too. Yeah. Sure. And we used to, I mean, we would sit around the television and watch that all the time. The Robe, and then Ben-Hur was ben another Hur one. Was another one that I think the one. genius of those is they only showed Jesus from the back, and they didn't have anybody try to play Jesus. Sure. But I thought they were both very well written, very well acted. I loved both of them. Yeah. I, I think another movie, I'm not sure if you've seen this. Uh, it was a, a movie with a, a black uh, uh, actor. I can't think of the lady's name. I think this movie came out in 53, The Imitation of Life. I have, very, heard, very I have heard of it, movie. but I have it's not a, seen it. It's a very good movie. Maybe it's, well, I would recommend that you see it. It, it actually... It, chimes in on some of the modern day theme but it was taken this was out of ni- nineteen fifty. so it was a, a real ahead of its time yes it really movie. was yeah. so uh one of the most uh, uh noticeable uh, uh, black uh, spiritual sing- singer which was mahalia jackson who sings the song in there which you noted for that uh it just it just has the theme of a, a person i mean with today's dealing with the issue uh, uh, a young lady who was half black and half white, and she was trying to hide her mom, who was black, and keep her in the background as she pursued a career. Oh, uh, wow. Because she was almost, she was really almost white in, in the way she looked. She had a, and so she had friends that were white, and it was, it was really, it's a very touching movie, very, very emotional. A lot of people have had to, uh, have sat through it and watched it. I was it's something that you may want to just just look at it. It's a very, very and, good and we movie. don't we don't hear a lot about that today. That within the African American community, light skinned blacks are sometimes viewed with disdain by other African Americans. Isn't that true? That's as I have among some, it really is. And then, like I said again, in, in those days, it was uh, as you can see. Like I said, that show, uh, it, it really was a touching. So you know, it like I said, I had. Uh, but like I said, it was just among many other ones. Uh, some of the movies that I found to be some of my better movies, like I said, I stay a whole lot in Western. I'm a, I'm, I'm a great fan. Like I said, when I saw Hang 'em High, I, I told my granddad, I think that this actor, uh, Clint Eastwood, could be a lot better than John Wayne. Uh, well, I agree. <laughs> I like, I love John Wayne, but I would, I would give the nod to Clint Eastwood yes. too, and he's a fantastic director as sure. well. Yes, Brendan. I was going to say, do you guys know Clint Eastwood's first ever role? I know this one. First ever is it, role is that yeah, as an actor. Yeah. That wasn't Rawhide. Uh, well, I know that he was in the TV show Rawhide before he did movies, but are you... Th- oh, are I was you- thinking movie role then. Okay. okay. Um, I know that Play Misty for me was one of his early ones. And it was he- a science fiction 50s film. Oh, really? Helps, no. Yeah. I- he, he only had... He was only in the movie for a minute and that's it. So you got to see a really young Clint Eastwood. Did did he get credit or was he an uncredited? Yes, uh-huh. he was credited. What was his What was the movie and what was his line? Creature of the Black Lagoon. Well, well I've heard of the movie. Yeah, and what was his line? He didn't have a. He he was just basically mentioning how there there's a certain sample that they put in mouses and the mouses aren't surviving very well from it and they're like, oh, this is not good. And then that leads to the creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, I was imagining so. I'm all broken up about that creature not having been read his rights. <laughs> um, so let me throw out a couple more uh, TV shows. Um, Gumby, loved that. Davy and Goliath, loved that as a kid. VeggieTales, loved that. And that was the, the clay, what they used to Claymation. call Claymation. Yeah. yeah. So that, first off, the amount of patience you had to make in 50s or 60s when Which that was being I made. I admire. I mean, I, I, 
my hat goes off to what they can do on computers, but in those days we had to keep moving the clay and, and do a freeze frame. You had something to say about the. Yes, I could say one one other movie. I'm not sure I would. It's I think it's a great movie, even though it didn't. I don't think it did so well with grossing uh, a lot of money at the box office. But the nativity, the nativity uh, that, that yeah, no, that didn't come out too long ago, no, did it? Was it? 2006, was I think. Yeah, yeah I, I saw I, that at it church. It was not yeah. bad. It, it, I, I sometimes feel that they go way too over the top with some of the biblical ones, but I remember seeing that and I really thought it was okay. It was sure, not bad because it it, it gives an and and. It gives you a view of what was probably the life of Mary, you know, which would have been uh, quite challenging to be told that not that she was going to bear a child and then how God keeps it secret only to her, right. and Elizabeth. And so it's a really great movie. I think it's something that people can watch. Okay, well, this time we, of the we're year. down to under a minute. Have either of you seen The Chosen yet? That's Everybody's talking Some about that. It. I finally a, saw a few episodes. A few, do you uh, like only it a so far? Bit of it. How do, you, how do you feel about it so far? Uh, what I heard sounds pretty good, but I haven't. Yeah, I'm I'm liking it, and there's so much compromise going on in the church. I'm just waiting for a shoe to drop, but they've done a really good job so far. Well, we did a lighter tone, but we ended with biblical stuff, so I guess ending on a spiritual note. Who can fault us for that? All right, I hope all of you are having a wonderful Christmas season, which uh, we started early on the Bob Siegel Show, first week of November. But now that Thanksgiving is over, it's officially Christmas time. I hope you enjoy it, and I will see you all next week. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob. Bob.